Welcome to C3 Hobart Online. We hope that you enjoy this message today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, make sure that you listen till the end to find out how. You guys can grab a seat. Thank you, team. You guys are awesome. Hey, if I haven't met you before, as Pastor Sean said, my name is, is Steve. I'm part of the team here um, at C3 Hobart um, on, on staff, which is a, an incredible privilege and honour. You may have seen me up here leading worship, playing some guitar and singing on a, on a microphone, but today I'm unleashed. <laughs> Still not sure if that's good or bad, but we'll, go, we'll see where we end up. So here we are, week three of 2021, and over the last couple of weeks, Pastor Sean um, has preached a couple of awesome messages setting, um, setting our church up for the year. And can I encourage you, if you have been away on holidays, which is a great thing to do at this time of the year, get onto either our C3 Hobart podcast or our C3 Hobart YouTube channel and catch up on those um, couple of preachers from Pastor Sean. Because within that, Pastor Sean shared a scripture that he and Pastor Morella believes will move us forward in this current season. And that scripture is John 13, 34, 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The vision of C3 Hobart is to reach and build, or reach people on a journey of faith and build strong followers of Christ. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to hear about the culture that that underpins that. And today... I get to share on the culture of worship within C3 Hobart, which I'm really excited about. Before we kick off, um, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word today, Lord God. I thank you for every single person in this building who has come out into your church to worship you, to praise you, to adore you, Lord God. We thank you. Thank you for this time. Pray your blessing on this time. Amen. So if you are taking notes today, um, the title of my worship, uh, title of my message is Worship at All Times. Now before I get into this, there's something I probably need to, uh, need to address to start with. As I said, I'm, um, along with my wife, we're the worship pastors here in this church and worship creative side of things is, is part of what we look after. And that's actually been challenged this week as to whether I'm actually fit to do that role going forward. But let me explain. We've had my um, amazing sister-in-law and her three wonderful children who are down here visiting us over the last few days. And my niece, who is seven, came up to me and was like, Uncle Steve, can we do some craft? Okay. Okay. Um, we don't have a lot of craft materials in our house. Our our youngest child at home is 16 years of age. So I rummaged around and I found a Hyundai Santa Fe car brochure, a pair of scissors and some sticky tape. And Tilly and I, we had an amazing time doing crafts together, but there has been some challenge about my creative ability. Kwame, you want to pop up those photos, mate? Yes. Look at that doesn't take much to create something super special. I don't know, you're thinking, how do I find the time to create that amazing work? The top one, I think, is not too bad. Sure, they're facing the wrong way and they're, they're a little big for the car, but I will admit the bottom one is fairly ordinary. 
And I actually have the originals here that maybe I'll auction off in the atrium after the, uh, after the service and give it to a good cause. But um, creativity, hey, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. And we, often when that word gets mentioned, it automatically gets attached to, to the art side of things, to, to art and painting and drawing and music. But I think we all understand that creativity is much more than that that we use it in our everyday lives regardless of what we do for work or where we are in school or we're mums and dads or whatever. We're constantly using creativity to develop new ways to do things, new ways to run meetings. And this team who are up here this morning and the greater worship team who are people that have a creative gift, they're just using that gift to worship God. They're just using that gift to serve in the church as they're called to do at this time in their lives. And they're all from different walks of life. We have students, we have teachers, we have builders, we have everything else in between. The same as all of you guys. They're just called at this time to worship up here. And in that, it's not a performance. It's not just us worshipping to you. It's us collectively as a church worshipping together. Worshipping together. Thank you, team. You really are amazing. Um, So I've only got two points today that I'm going to get through. The first one is worship in the building. And you know, who knows what the second one will be, but that's the first one. <laughs> I just want to say that worship is not a genre of music, although it is. It's not a genre of music. It's a heart response to God. And just regarding music, I actually believe that the church should be leading in that area, that we shouldn't be trying to mimic what's on the radio or what's popular at the time, but... We should be getting downloads from God and spending time in God's presence and in his word to understand what he wants for his church. So let's look at some scripture. So Matthew 26, 6. Well, Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper. A woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. So I'm just going to stop there for a minute. Can you actually imagine this scene where they're hanging out in in Simon's house, the disciples are there, Jesus is there at the table, and then this woman walks in with this jar of perfume and basically pours it on Jesus' head bit weird I reckon (laughs) the whole atmosphere of that room would have changed in that in that moment straight away the disciples are just saying hey this is not okay you can't be doing this to Jesus you can't be wasting this on him you know what are you doing we could have done something better with this I don't know about you but there's nothing better than worshiping Jesus and I wonder if they actually the disciples felt ah man I look a bit silly now, don't I? I should be the, being the one worshipping Jesus, doing something for him, going above and beyond, going out of my comfort zone perhaps to worship Jesus. So this goes on when Jesus hears what the disciples are saying. And Jesus, this is what he says. Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. How amazing is that? 
The people around her are judging her. The people around her are saying, that's wrong, you shouldn't do that. The world, society, that's not right. But what does Jesus say? Your heart, your heart responds, your love poured out to me. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Even though it might look not how the world considers it should. But then I love, what I love in this is that if we jump down to verse 13, Jesus just goes that little bit further where he says in Matthew 26, 13, Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So not only has Jesus said what she has done is beautiful, she's actually, she's actually said that this moment of worship is going to be talked about for centuries to come. Who knows for how long? We're talking about it now in Hobart, 2,000 years after the event. And what about hymns? Hymns that have been written a couple of hundred years ago. We're, we still sing those now. Like how incredible is that, that worship that gets poured out in a way that perhaps we don't think is comfortable or we don't think is how the world would see it actually changes things in a way that it gets spoken of and talked about and sung for years and years to come. But I'm not saying that, you know, that's definitely going to happen, but it might happen here in Hobart. Someone might write a worship song that's sung for the next hundred years. But what I really want to um, say is, don't be afraid to express your love for Jesus when you're worshipping him here in this building. Don't be afraid to sing out loud. doesn't matter who's next to you. Don't be afraid to raise your hands. We're all family here. People next to you was actually interesting. I can imagine that when this woman did this act of worship, that not only did it impact Jesus, but it impacted the disciples around her to actually go, hang on a second, how am I worshipping? So when we worship here, you don't know who the person is next to you, how you're impacting their life, how they're actually going to lean into worship and have that heart response, and then Jesus will turn around and say, your worship is beautiful. And just on raising hands, I'm not saying that's a thing that we have to do, but I know for me personally, um, when I raise my hands, it feels like I'm surrendering to God. I feel a sense of freedom to Him in my worship. Okay. Point number two. Worship outside the building, hey? Didn't see that one coming, did you? Worship outside the building. <laughs> um, so we're going to look at John um, 4, 19 through to 24. So just to set this up and give a bit of background, Jesus is travelling from Judea back to Galilee. Um, and on his trip, he's, he has to go through Samaria. And that's a fairly large trip. He's getting a bit thirsty. So he actually goes to, to a well. Um, he sends his disciples on to the local town to to get some supplies, some food and that kind of thing. But when he's at the well, he strikes up this conversation with a Samaritan woman who's there at the time. And throughout the conversation, um, this lady starts to understand that, ah, oh, Jesus, this guy's a bit of a prophet. He might, you know, 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 know a few things about what's going on. And let's pick it up in verse 19, John four nineteen. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. 
But the Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. No one's going to stop there. You see, this woman's understanding of what worship is is either in this location of this mountain or maybe there's this other place in Jerusalem, but it's still confined to a location where you have to be to worship God. It's like saying we can worship here in C3 Hobart or perhaps there's a place down, down south in Kingston that we can worship, but that's it. Outside of those times and outside of those places, that's not what happens. And it's actually part of our language. I'm not sure if you had have heard these conversations where people will ask, oh, where do you worship? Or what time do you worship? Which is really asking, where do you go to church? And what time do you go to church? But worship has become such a thing that is, people perceive it as confined to what happens on a Sunday within a church service. But it's so much more than that. It is so much more than that. And it is in every part of your life. So let's look at what Jesus says here. In verse 21, woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know, we worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. See, in this scripture, straight away after this woman says this, Jesus declares that worship is beyond any place. But worship is not confined to any places, it's actually in the individual. That worship is in your spirit to worship to God. A few years ago, I, um, it was actually when Pastor Sean and Pastor Morella asked me to come on staff at C3 Church here in Hobart. And at the time, I was a workplace health and safety manager at a large industrial site um, in the city of Hobart. And when they asked me, my heart was like, yes, let's go. My brain was like, no, (laughs) no way. Um, And looking at that situation, I couldn't work it out. My brain couldn't work out how this could possibly work. You know, it was fluctuating to like, yes, I'm in. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm in. No, I'm not. And I'm just moving to Western Australia as well. (laughs) But the thing that got me through that time was my worship to God. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. It's not me sitting at home on the couch listening to worship music and that kind of thing or playing my guitar and singing some songs, although that is part of who I am and I do do that. But my worship to God was every morning waking up and declaring Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 over my life. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. My worship was saying, Lord God, I thank you for my family. I thank you for my children. Lord God, I thank you that you turn up in times of uncertainty. I thank you when things aren't going well. That was my worship to God. My worship was turning up at my current job, turning up early, being diligent in what I did, doing my job with integrity. That was my worship to God through this time. And it's a choice. It's a choice that we make. So even when we walk in these doors, it's a choice that we make. We can come and we can sit or we can choose to engage and we can choose to worship 
We can choose to worship in any situation. In the uncertainty, we can worship when we see our children succeed and when they don't. We can worship when we're in the line at the supermarket and we're coming to pay and there's that little thing in the back of our head. I actually don't know if I have the funds for this, but we can worship God in that through those times. Worship God in job promotions, great school marks and uncertainty. And we worship God by our actions in choosing to show up to work early and commitments early. All of that is an act of worship to God. So for me with my story... I asked Pastor Sean and Pastor Morella if I could have a little while to, uh, <laughs> to consider this thing. But over that time, we actually saw things happen in our lives that we would never have imagined that could happen before. Things happened with my wife's employment that just changed things totally. And things that we, like I said, could never have imagined and at the end of it all, when I started working here at C3 Hobart, which is incredible, and Bernie started her role, where we did our budget and all that kind of thing, we actually ended up $10 better off a fortnight than what we were beforehand. So God is good. God is good. Yes, he is. Um, can I grab the band, thanks? The thing is, we could be sitting there, you guys could be sitting there right now saying, well, I've got some serious things happening in my life. Why should I be worshipping God? I'm struggling to find work at the moment. Why should I be worshipping God? This might seem a little simplistic, but why not? But why not? He's the God that has created you. He's the God that has created the heavens and the earth. And not only that, if you think about the times that he has turned up in your life. And I find it interesting. I think there's always those moments where we kind of know God's turned up and made things happen, but we're sort of like, I don't know if that really was God. Go into those moments as well. Because he's worked in ways in your world that you will never know. And he'll do it again. He will do it again. Just lean in, worship him. That heart worship to God. And we do that in any situation and circumstance and God, Jesus will look at you and say, your worship is beautiful. So just as I finish this up, let me tell you what I believe. I believe C3 Hobart C3 Huon Valley is a place of incredible worship. And it is. Let me tell you, when we stand up here and have this privilege to lead worship, you guys are incredible. The sound of the singing, the raising of hands, that outpouring of love for Christ. Jesus says it's beautiful, and it is. I believe that this building will be filled five minutes before the service starts, five minutes before a note is even played. And people will be in here with an expectation and an anticipation to see what God does, to lean into what He's going to do for them that day, to be able to pour their hearts out to them. But here's the thing, 
I believe that that heart and posture of worship then leaves this building and goes with each and every one of you out into the community, out into your families, out into your workplaces with you. So we talk about that scripture for the season, John 13, 34, 35. Loving people as Jesus has done. And by that, we will be known as his disciples. Worship is at the core of that. Worship is at the core of that. Worship in everything we do. And you just don't know. You just don't know what that bit of worship will do in somebody else's life around you. That showing of love to somebody, you don't know what that's going to do in their worlds. Worship Him, God, in all situations. Can I ask everyone just to close their eyes, please, just as we finish up today? You know, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus but would like to, we want to give you that opportunity right now. If you don't feel like you have that relationship where you can worship Him in every situation, but you would like to, then if you feel comfortable, just raise your hand and we'd love to pray for you. another 10 seconds or so or even if you've walked away and you feel like coming back to that relationship with Christ just raise your hand thank you I see that hand just another couple of seconds So, that person that raised their hand, I just would love to pray for you and love you to repeat these words after me. And and if everyone else could do that as well, that'd be awesome. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and raising from the dead to give me life. I repent of my sin and turn to you Today I choose to follow you with all of my heart for the rest of my life. I believe and declare that you are the Lord over my life. Thank you for forgiving me and walking with me from this moment forward. If you did raise your hand, I'd love to catch up with you just down the front after the service if you're comfortable. But as we finish up, if you haven't opened your eyes, you can probably do that. As I finish up, I thought we should spend a bit of time in worship together as a church. And if you're watching online, I know at home it can feel a bit weird. But lean, just lean in. Lean in. Is that choice to engage in your lounge room? So we're going to do Great Is Our God because... 
That's a pretty good song. And he is so great. And as these guys start, I'm actually just going to read a scripture and then we'll worship together. So how about everyone just stands? Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and exalt your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of your power, of your awesome works and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all He has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people exalt you. They tell of your glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Amen. Let's worship together. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Hobart Online. If you were impacted by this message or you'd like to know a bit more about our church and what we do, you can get in touch with us via our website, c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.